Hello everyone, this is Mostly Essays and I'm Petra Vernon. Uh, today we'll have a look at a selection of essays uh, entitled Why Dogs Hump and Bees Get Depressed by Mark Beckoff. A little bit about Mark Beckoff and his journey in writing this, uh, select this collection. In 2009, Mark Beckoff, B-E-K-O-F-F, was asked to write on animal emotions for the magazine titled uh, Psychology Today. Some 500 jargon-free essays later, the field of anthrozoology, the study of human-animal relationships, has grown exponentially, as have scientific data showing how smart and emotional non-human animals are. Here, Beckhoff offers selected essays that showcase the fascinating cognitive abilities of other animals as well as their empathy, their passion, grief, humor, joy, and love. Humpback whales protect gray whales from orca attacks and combat uh, dogs and other animals we know suffer from PTSD and chicken, rats, and mice display empathy. This collection is both an updated sequel to Beckhoff's popular book, The Emotional Lives of Animals, and a call to begin the very important work of what we must start to do in rewilding ourselves, that's R-E-W-I-L-D-I-N-G, ourselves, and changing the way we treat other animals. Fellow authors on the, on the matter, like uh, Virginia Morrow, author of Animal Wise, How We Know Animals Think and Feel, says of Beckoff, a thoughtful and illuminating collection of essays about the animal mind, certain to provoke discussion about our relationship with our fellow animals. Dale Peterson, author of Giraffe Reflections, says, Why Dogs Hump and Bees Get Depressed, as the title implies, is a top scientist's brilliantly eccentric and eclectic look at what we know about animal intelligence, emotions, and behavior. The scope is encyclopedic, the subject inspired, the style personal, and the tone impassioned. You need to read this, he says, for pleasure and inspiration and to, well, keep it for information. So we'll continue to have a look at Mark Beckhoff's Why Dogs Hump and Bees Get Depressed, publisher, New World Library, uh, his essay entitled, Do Animals Have Spiritual Experiences? The answer, yes, they do. In conjunction with the magazine titled Psychology Today, blogger Steve Kudler, I've been uh, pondering whether non-human animals have spiritual experiences and if they are religious. Here, Stephen and I want to offer some ideas and hope readers will weigh in. As I've discussed in many of my Psychology Today blogs, ample evidence shows that animals are extremely smart and that they demonstrate emotional and moral intelligences. But what about their spiritual lives? Do animals marvel at their surroundings, have a sense of awe when they see a rainbow, find themselves by a waterfall and ponder the environs? Do they ask, where does lightning come from? Do they go into a zone when they play with others? Forgetting about everything else, save for the joy of playing? What are their feelings when they perform funeral rituals? We can also ask if animals experience the joy of simply being alive, and if so, how would they express it so that we would know they do? 
wild animals spend upwards of 90% of their time resting. What are they thinking and feeling as they gaze about? It would be nice to know. Again, science may never be able to measure such emotions with any precision, but antidotal evidence and careful observations indicate such feelings may exist. So too does evolutionary theory. Recall Charles Darwin's idea about evolutionary continuity, in which differences among species are differences in degree rather than differences in kind. The bottom line is that if we have something other animals do too, and it would behoove us to study the questions at hand rather than dismiss them because other animals can't possibly do or experience something that we think is uniquely human. For years, it was thought that only humans were rational, self-conscious, linguistic, or even moral beings, but we now know this isn't so. And Darwin also commented that we really can't be sure that animals don't reflect on past pleasures and pains, and pains, for they have excellent memories and some power of imagination. So what can we think about, or what can we say about animal spirituality. Of course, much turns on how the word spiritual here is defined, but for the moment, let's simply consider non-material, intangible, and introspective experiences as spiritual of the sort that humans have. Consider, for instance, waterfall dances, which are a delight to witness. Sometimes a chimpanzee, usually an adult male, will dance at a waterfall with total abandon. Why? Well, the actions are deliberate but obscure. Could it be that they're joyous? It's a joyous response to being alive or even an expression of the chimps all of nature? Where, after all, might human spiritual impulses originate? Jane Goddard wonders whether these dances are indicative of religious behavior, uh, precursors of religious ritual. She describes a chimpanzee approaching one of these falls with slightly bristled hair, a sign of heightened arousal. And as he gets closer, and the roar of the falling water gets louder, his pace quickens. His hair becomes fully erect, and upon reaching the stream, he may perform a magnificent display close to the foot of the falls. Standing upright, he sways rhythmically from foot to foot, stamping in the shallow, rushing water, picking up and hurling great rocks. Sometimes he climbs up the slender vines that hang down from the trees high above and swings out into the spray of the falling water. This waterfall dance may last 10 or even 15 minutes. Chimpanzees also dance at the onset of heavy rains and during violent gusts of wind. Godal says, is not, it is not, is it not that impossible, is it not then possible that these performances are stimulated by feelings akin to wonder and hue. After a waterfall display, the performer may sit on a rock, his eyes following the falling water. What is it, this water? Godal wonders if the chimpanzee could share his feelings and questions with others, might these wild elemental displays then become ritualized into some form of animistic religion? Would they worship the falls, the dodge of the sky, the thunder and the lightning, the gods of the elements? So all-powerful, so incomprehensible. 
Godal also admits also admits that she'd love to get into their minds, even for a few moments. It would be worth years of research to discover what animals see and feel when they look at the stars. In June 2006, Jane and I visited the Mona Foundation's chimpanzee sanctuary near Girona, Spain. www.mona-uk.org. Mona-uk.org. We were told that Marco, one of the rescued chimpanzees, does a dance during thunderstorms, during which he looks like he's in a trance. Perhaps numerous animals engage in these rituals, but we haven't been lucky enough to see them. Even if they are rare, they are important to note and to study. Like Jane, I too would love to get into the mind and heart of a dog or a wolf even. If I couldn't tell anyone about it afterwards, what an amazing experience it would be. But for now, let's keep the door open to the idea that animals can be spiritual beings and let's consider the evidence for such a claim. Meager as it is, available evidence says that yes, animals can have spiritual experiences and that we need to conduct further research and engage in interdisciplinary discussions before we say that animals cannot and do not experience spirituality. A 2009 post. For more, see markbeckoff.com.